Hi, this is Danny Ryan, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. Today, I've got Matthew Chestnut here with me. He's a senior consultant for Three Will. Thank you for joining me, Matthew. Hello, Danny. Glad to be here. Great. We've got a very interesting topic that we're going to cover today, and we're going to um, talk sort of at a, maybe an intro level on Sitecore. And I'd love to sort of take um, what, you're, what you've learned about Sitecore, maybe compare it to some of the things that you've done in the past with, with SharePoint. So, uh, so let's. I'm a I'm I'm a newbie to to Sitecore. What would you how would you describe what Sitecore is at a very, very I mean my level. That's I'm pretty sure. high. That's pretty high level. Well, you know, I was a newbie to Sitecore as well. I think I might have understood or heard the term before, but I never really was aware of the product until uh, we had an opportunity with a customer to do some Sitecore type work. And well, we figured we better get some Sitecore experience. So I was sent to a, a Sitecore developer training class, and it was really rather eye-opening. Sitecore is, at its essence, a content management system, but it's really more than that. Uh, Sitecore is based on Microsoft.NET technology, ASP.NET pages, uh, uh, .NET code behind, C Sharp, all the stuff that as a developer I'm accustomed to in the SharePoint world. Sitecore is geared towards what I would consider corporate presence, corporate websites, branding of sites for companies for their internet presence. So, um, so like public-facing websites, public what we call public-facing yeah, websites. It would be overkill in many ways to use this for an internal-facing site mm -hmm. unless the internal content was such that you had to have content authors and you had a lot of workflow associated with it, mm -hmm. strict publishing publishing schedules, etc. Yeah. Um, what I found out about this is, you know, Sitecore's purpose it, are these public-facing websites. SharePoint, of course, can do it, but as SharePoint experts that we are at Three Wheel, we know that there's some shortcomings on the publishing content management from SharePoint in that public-facing world. Sitecore cuts through all of that. Yeah, you're. I mean, through the years, it's been one of those things that um, when people have come to us for public-facing websites, uh, half the time I talk them <laughs> using right. SharePoint. Yeah. Um, some of the time it, it does make sense if they want to centralize on one platform and they, they're trying to get the, the benefits out of that centralization on one platform. But there's a lot of things I think even uh, on our, um, uh, as far as our, our blog, we have a lot of things where we'll cover things like using Google Analytics and, and a SharePoint site. So some of the things that you typically do on a public-facing site, and I, I, I use WordPress on our public-facing site, so that, that tells you I don't, I don't, I used to use SharePoint, don't anymore, um, but uh, you, really it's, it's, I think this is, this is more a, a purpose-built product for that public-facing exactly. website. Exactly. Purpose-built was the exact term I was thinking of. I mean, it's a mature product. Uh, I, we were trained on version 8. In the classroom setting that I was in with other developers, they were on various versions of Sitecore, version 6, version 7 primarily, and they were trying to understand version 8. So this has been around a while. What was interesting to find out in talking with uh, not only the instructor and the fellow students is that there is a lot of similarities between Sitecore and SharePoint mm -hmm. in the concepts. Now, obviously, they're implemented slightly differently, but you got to think if you're doing a content management system, it's got to be certain things that you have to have the ability to be able to let authors edit the content, to be able to change the design of the content. Mm -hmm. It's how you implement that is what makes one tool 
more useful than the other. And I found that Sitecore has thought of a lot of stuff. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces that are very similar to SharePoint. Mm -hmm. But for example, one thing that I learned is this uh, whole concept about experience management. So it's one thing to have a content management system that manages your pages and let people author them and publish them on schedules. But this whole idea about experience management. And they, they have a whole training session, training class on that whole concept in and of itself. I was, of course, on the developer aspect. But the experience management is the concept whereby a user comes to your site and you may have never heard of this person before. And when I mean that, we've never seen their IP address before. We've never placed a cookie on their browser. Mm -hmm. But as they interact with the system, Sitecore has APIs available and built-in analytics to drive content or change content based on what the customer is doing. Mm -hmm. So it's the standard thing where you were always concerned that Google is looking over our shoulder <laughs> in regards to what ads do they show. Mm -hmm. Well, here's an, here's an idea where you can actually show content your, your customer may be interested in at the website level, managed by marketing people, not managed by developers. Sure, there's some rules that have to be set up to make all this happen, but it's a infrastructure. It's a whole product unto itself, this experience management. And that's why you might see Sitecore XP or, or Sitecore 8 XP as the brand name, because they're trying to, to tout that capability. And it's very powerful. Interesting. So for is this, um, is this you know, with SharePoint, you can use the, the cloud version versus on-premise. Is it a similar thing with Sitecore as far as they have a, a cloud version and an on-premise version? You know, that's version? very interesting, because <laughs> we were focused on the on-premise version primarily mm -hmm. because you need API capability to make it really, really go. Mm -hmm. um, to answer you, I don't think they have a cloud version okay. like SharePoint does. I mean, the whole idea about SharePoint is it's a more general purpose tool where departmental sites where you're doing team sites or collaboration where you're sharing documents that's what SharePoint is really strong in oh and by the way yeah you can do workflows you can do uh, content and publishing but the Sitecore is really designed for corporate branding for corporate okay. public facing websites and usually you have to have control over that it's I guess it's like this uh, the WordPress model right where yeah. you can host WordPress wherever you want to host it but the idea is you're writing code for WordPress to, to, to display your pages. Is there any e-commerce functionality or is it, or they have add-ins yes, for that? there are add-ins. Once again, you know, this was a very broad product and we focus mainly on the developer aspect of okay. how you make this thing shine. Because Sitecore has the ability to have a different look to the internal user, whether you're a marketing person who might be doing some easy editing through the browser based on permissions and roles to change some content, mm -hmm. or a hardcore developer who's developing uh, content components, which in the SharePoint world are called web parts, but these components can be chameleons, if you will, where they change the look, the feel, the content based on what the user is doing, what products are interacting with, etc. Mm -hmm. um, I imagine there's quite a bit of this with with people more and more using mobile phones that they're this is a response they're, the site's responsive there's yeah. ways of targeting Absolutely. different types of devices in, in the SharePoint world we have this concept of device channels in mm -hmm. the um, in the Sitecore world there's the concept of devices there's also sub layouts and layouts which are very similar to page layouts in SharePoint where you can control the content you have full control over CSS uh, and they give it a better structure in the SharePoint world you have the concept of a master page which mm -hmm. is a standard .NET capability in uh, Sitecore, of course, you've got that master page concept, but they kind of hide it through their tools. So I guess in some ways you can say that Sitecore is better at hiding some of the .NET infrastructure than perhaps SharePoint is. But the bottom line is you can do 
quite a bit with Sitecore. You can do quite a bit with SharePoint, but Sitecore perhaps makes it a little bit easier to do it. Mm. So what else, to, let's let's maybe talk through some of the, you said there, there's a lot of similarities between Sitecore and SharePoint. You know, if I look at sort of the, where does that, um, where do the differences come into play? What are some of the similarities and what are the, some of the things that are different about? The yeah, two? that was one of the challenges for me going into this training class because you're introduced to a whole new language. And keep in mind, I had not been introduced to Sitecore at all, whereas some of these students had used it in-house. They knew the terminology. They knew the IDEs. They knew the uh, capabilities of the editing tools. I didn't know anything. So my head was spinning the first day or half a day trying to figure out what are they talking about when they say placeholder or when they say something like component. And the challenge there was once I understood what these pieces were, mm -hmm. like a component is very similar to a SharePoint web part where it's a, a self-contained unit that you could reuse in a variety of pages. Mm -hmm. Sitecore has this concept of uh, items which are very similar to list items in SharePoint, but they're more powerful in the sense that these items are objects unto themselves and each item can have certain characteristics that can change and be dynamic depending on where they're used. Um, the biggest thing that I found is in the experience of the editing of the pages. They've got a, two different types of tools. One that's straight through the browser, mm -hmm. one that's a more sophisticated browser add-on, and one is a Visual Studio plugin uh. that they call Sitecore Rocks. And the Sitecore Rocks is great for someone like me who's accustomed to using Visual Studio. You have, experience, you have the ability to interact with all the pages, all the content, and drill down as deep as you need to go to look at the API level. Obviously, a marketing guy who's in charge of branding and such isn't interested in that. They're interested in when they pull up the page, they're pulling up the page template, they want to be able to change the CSS styling, mm -hmm. and they want to use a friendly name. They don't want to have to use some kind of obtuse CSS language. So they provide a lot of helping tools to let the, the casual but powerful user, the power user, if you will, in marketing, define the content, define the style, define the look. It's not to say that they, a marketing person could do this on their own. Uh -huh. You still need a designer. You still need someone who understands HTML and understands graphics and understands the web. But once you get your catalog of tools, it provides hand-holding to publish content in the future. So are you writing code in C-sharp or is it JavaScript or a combination of the two? It's really a combination. A lot of it for certain things like list data management. So if you're returning a list of products, you might be doing a little bit of um, API work there to get the appropriate content. There's this concept of a data template, which is a similar to a list in SharePoint, but it has some other different characteristics. But the idea, it's a source of data. And once as a, a developer, you create the data template, you can connect it to a variety of data sources, and it does queries and things of that nature. So based on the customer, you can get their particular products. Based on the customer's interest, you get the products that satisfy their interest. So a marketing person is not gonna be at the API level. The API level is the idea there is to present the foundation. But just like with SharePoint, there is the right way to do things in Sitecore. You could do things the crazy way where you're not leveraging the Sitecore platform itself, and so you could program yourself into corners or you could not use it to its full potential. But if you do it the Sitecore way, very similar to how we in the SharePoint world tell our customers, let's figure out what SharePoint can do for us and make the necessary tweaks versus trying to force fit something into SharePoint, mm -hmm. the same pattern applies to Sitecore. And what about some of the um you know, on our on our blog, uh, consistently some of the most um, hit pages are 
ones around the, some of the JavaScript frameworks like jQuery? Do they do they package that in there for you, or do they have some nice way of adding it in, or what? How do how do those frameworks fit into? You have what complete you're doing? control over the frameworks you want to use. So okay. you have complete access to the HTML and the JavaScript you may include. And of course, when we're talking about frameworks in the in the internet world of HTML, etc., frameworks are just a reference up to a particular set of JavaScript files and classes, and then you use those classes throughout your website uh -huh. to give a, an improved experience. You have full control over all of that. Now, it might give you a nice on-screen placeholder mm -hmm. where you'll say, type in the name of your library, and it injects it and sticks it into the JavaScript or, or master page for you. So that's why I'm saying it abstracts a little bit of the technical details mm -hmm. from you, but it gives you full capability to do it. Mm -hmm. So you have access to Google Analytics. It has great support for language variations, versioning of content, publishing schedules. Uh -huh. um, it's very, uh, it's very in tune with what a corporate world needs to publish their brand to the outside world. So they must have like with publishing sites in SharePoint, they must have the concepts of moving it through environments like going from dev to test to, to production. Absolutely, and you're absolutely right. And that was one of the, the sessions uh, in the training class itself was the whole publishing scheme where you can go from a, a test site to a staging site to a production site and how that particular process works. A lot of it is is what where you point your URL to. Where you, are you going to the internally facing site for development or are you going to the externally facing site? And then once you've satisfied with how the development works, then you through a scheduling process of publishing, you can publish it to the outside world through the, the mechanisms they provide. Now we do, we've done a lot of extra network with customers. This seems to be something that is, you know, the, you have your intranets with where, where SharePoint very squarely hits, you know, a lot of the functionality that you want to have there. You've got extranets, which is almost like it's in between, it's in between the public facing site and your intranet. Did, were there, was there any discussions about like extra net focus sites at all? And is this, where do, I'm just sort of interested, where, where would we, if we could, had to give somebody sort of direction of, where would you use Sitecore versus SharePoint? And you're talking about, let's say a client extra net. That's a good point because we talked about Sitecore in the public facing corporate branding. We've talked about SharePoint on the internal team site where you don't really care about branding. You're more interested in content list, et cetera. Uh -huh. But this extra net that you're, at that share that we have three will exposed to our customers to collaborate with them it's kind of a blend you want it to kind of look good but you want the versatility as well I would lean towards SharePoint still being a better solution provided you're trying to keep the branding simple the okay. reason being is I know how we use our SharePoint client portals with our customers and sometimes we need to add a, a column to a list or we need to create another view and it's quite simple to do that in mm -hmm. SharePoint now it may be just as easy to do that in Sitecore the challenge you get with Sitecore is the licensing restrictions it's uh, it's not a cheap platform um, it's not saying that it's more expensive or less expensive than SharePoint. You'd have to talk with your Sitecore sales rep to figure out what the licensing cost would be. But I know with SharePoint and its licensing model, sometimes it doesn't matter how many sites you are uh, publishing. It's just based on a server basis, where Sitecore mm -hmm. may have a little different plan. But I like for extranets for the client, I like the versatility of SharePoint, and maybe that's a bias because I'm so used to using it, but that's the way it is. Uh -huh. I didn't see anything in Sitecore that made me say, ooh, we got to get that to do our extranets. Uh -huh. I felt like we were doing a pretty good job with our SharePoint extranets, especially now that we're going to the cloud with most of them anyway. Yeah. You know, we're in O365, Office 365 with our client portals, which makes it really easy to spin up an environment very quickly for our customers based on a template that we've 
develop so that all our extranets are very similar in look and feel. What, what other things would you share? Maybe somebody who's coming from the, the SharePoint world and taking a look at Sitecore, what other things did you pick up on and would, would like to share with somebody in that situation? Yeah, I think the key here is if I were to do this all over again, if I had a little bit more preparation, it was kind of a crazy thing. On Friday, late, I got told, hey, we'd like you to be in training on Monday. So I had no <laughs> real time to prepare and I like to be prepared. But if I were to give uh, another developer a suggestion is if you're moving to Sitecore, there is plenty of material to learn about it. Um, Sitecore has got a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of training materials, etc. Sometimes the terminology does change between version 6, version 7, version 8, but it's very similar in structure. The other thing is learn the Sitecore way. They have it put together in a certain way for a good reason. It's because it does work. Don't try to force fit your old design patterns into something new. Learn how it's done. I would even recommend um, uh, contracting with perhaps some Sitecore experts. I mean, we, even in our SharePoint world, the work we do here at 3Will, we go into environments, corporate environments, where they are using SharePoint. They got a lot of expertise, but they're looking for some other expert guidance. Yeah. In the Sitecore world, you could do that as well. Consult with somebody for a week, a few days. Get, get yourself off to the right start it'll save you a lot of trouble in the future. Gotcha, gotcha. And it seems like these types of projects, you know, we have um, we have designers that we can bring on or some some organizations already have maybe a marketing agency that they that already do their branding. It seems like that's a that's a that's a no, no pun intended a core piece of this uh, that that really the the branding side of things that is is uh, is even more than SharePoint than we typically have to run into with SharePoint. So your designers are are are, are getting involved very early on with this, and are, are especially when you're focusing focusing on experience. There's some people who are very good at that, and you need to have those types of people on projects. Well, the the whole world of of what does a web page supposed to look like? It, it evolves over time, and you you see some common threads. Responsive design is very important now, mobile ready, mm -hmm. so that if you're on a different device, whether it's a phone or a tablet or a laptop or desktop machine, you get the proper experience for the device you're using. And you know that expertise is important. It's important to design with that in mind at the beginning so you don't get stuck saying, wow, we got this great desktop site, but it looks terrible on a phone. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be prepared for that. Excellent. Anything else before we wrap up? I will say that I enjoyed it. You know, it's it's yeah. it's fun. It it was reminding me of going back to school uh, in the <laughs> sense that I feel wide eyed and, and very very dumb at the start, but I did pass my exam, which Excellent. I'm very proud to so say. So we're certified. So yes, it was worth the trip. Excellent. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. And if folks are, you know, we're we're pretty upfront here at Three Will. Um, so if you're interested, maybe maybe your team has a lot of folks who are. Uh, have a background in SharePoint and you're starting to get into Sitecore uh, and you just want some additional help from somebody who would be a, you know, a good, uh, good person to work with, a good team to work with out, outside of your internal folks, um, feel free to reach out to us. You know, we can get on, the, get on the phone and maybe talk a little bit more about how we could help out with that. Um, and maybe this gets us more into doing public-facing websites and I'll have to turn all those projects down <laughs> anymore. That would be wonderful, and uh, we've got the we've got uh, some designers that we can work with. We've got a wonderful QA staff. We've got the world's best developers. So um, maybe you'll see for 2016 for us. We may we may start doing some Sitecore projects. So I appreciate you going through the training for passing the certification. That's that's awesome, 
And uh, just thank you for taking the time to do this today. Happy to be here, Danny. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.